When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Touchdown, Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! What's going on, everybody? Sam with Nick, Titans Unfiltered, Music City Miracles back here again. Well, we finally made it. It is time for week one coming up this Sunday against the Giants. The Giants coming to town. Oh, Danny Dimes coming in here to see if he can. Uh, bring, I, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. I, mean, I am excited to see Shaquan play, but it's definitely time to see if that defense that we has that we had last year can come back and can continue that rise that they had last year. I'm super excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, you, they should do well. You know, they've got, obviously, Danny Dimes isn't the best QB around, and they're in a new offense. Uh, and so with a new coaching staff week one, things should be a little sloppy. So, yeah, you'd like to see them pick up where they left off. Um, but Titans did get a big blow here recently with losing Harold Landry. Um, probably the third best player on that defense, I'd say, after Byard and, and Simmons. Um so he's going to be hard to replace, um, you know, on one hand, like he never grades out too well in run defense. So maybe having like Autry or Weaver out there can, we can get better in the run game, but I don't know if they're going to, if Weaver is going to be able to pick up where he left off in terms of rushing the passer and the Titans love to drop their linebackers into coverage and big guys like Weaver and, and Autry and old old guys like Autry aren't really going to be able to get out there in yeah. space. So that's really probably what's hurting them the most is they're not going to be able to run the defense they want to because it, you know Landry did so much there. So that's it's gonna 
that's that's a tough one. You never like to see guys get hurt, but a week before the season in practice, man, that one stinks. Yeah, when you when you hear that your sack leader goes down and just practice, like yeah. you always hate you hate to hear it, man. And I know what's going through everybody's heads. They're like, oh man, like not again. Like, can we not? But yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's just such a deflator because you're just so ready and you're just ready to prove all the doubters wrong and see if we can just rise above expectations again. And then just golly, man. Especially he's like been one of our healthiest players since, and that's part of the reason why they brought him back is because he's been an iron man. And then it was just bad timing. He was, I guess he was due, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he was designated to return. So make the playoffs. Maybe we can see Harold back, but He's definitely going to be missed during the season. Yeah, for sure. That's a tough. That's a, that's a serious. That's a tough injury to come back and be yeah. like explosive as you were again, too. So definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, it, it should be good. We got the Giants coming to town. Football's back. I mean, we got football tomorrow night with the uh, Rams and um, Bills, which should be a good one. So <laughs> what a like, what an opener, boy. Yeah, well, I've, I've said goodbyes to my family. You know, the, the football season started. You're gonna be, my wife is just like, you're just going to be on your phone for like the next, you're going to be on the phone or looking at the TV basically for the next five months or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's just how it goes. You, should, you know, I, I've been doing all the chores. I've been doing all the chores these past few weeks, you know, trying to get my honey-do list all done. Right. Listen. Once the season starts, you know, got college on Saturday. I mean, at this point, with how many games we have, there's only like two nights a week that football isn't on, which is awesome. They're probably going to fix that soon if they can. Trust yeah. Me. I mean, yep. they're trying to listen to all the men out there, especially the, especially, you know, you, you great married men with like the kids, you know, you, you do your honeydew list, you get out there with your jorts and your new balances, <laughs> mow those lawns, you, you clean those gutters, you make sure that garage is right for your wife, you take that garbage out, you do everything in between, you know, at that little March all the way up to August. And every time it gets closer to my birthday, I start seeing more and more like, it's like the end of August, I start seeing more and more guys talking about, oh yeah, football, like fantasy, fantasy. And I'm like, you know what? If all those guys have put in that work, now it's time for you on, on those weekends, on those Thursday nights, those Saturdays, those Sundays, it's time for you to be able to kick back. The beer is colder. You should be able to enjoy <laughs> that. Yeah, it tastes a little better. Listen, listen. Wives out there, give give your husband the, that little uh, – Matt, I, there's a lot of – nowadays it's just – there's a lot of families that just love football in general now anyway, yeah. so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But, I mean, just you, – like, you got to get that time. It's time to lock in, boy. It's all – and I, there's just – this this season, for some reason, even – College football seems better to me this season than it usually did last. Season. Like for some reason, I'm, yeah. more, I'm like interested in that more than I was last season. For some reason, it just all for some it all tastes good. Just give it all to me right now. I don't care what it is. Yeah, I'm thankful I don't because you know I went to school at a Mac school, so like football isn't a huge deal. So I'm not a diehard. I I couldn't like Saturday, like you said. Like I still will get some stuff done on Saturday. I can't imagine being like a diehard. SEC fan yeah. and a diehard Titans, like your weekend's shot. You got nothing. Like that's all you can do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little bit thankful there that I, I don't have that college fanhood. Like you said, I like, I'm an NFL guy, but I appreciate the chaos of college football. Yeah. Like, and just the sloppiness, man. Like 
that just funny things happen. And so it's, it's kind of like March Madness a little bit in that way, uh, the football version. So I, I do enjoy watching college um, and betting on it, even though I, I would feel like I lose a lot more money betting on college than the NFL, but uh, it, it is fun. It is fun. So yeah, enjoyed that first weekend. There's some crazy stuff happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, block field goals, muff punts. We've seen yep. it all, man. Pick sixes for the, for, like walk off pick sixes. I mean, it's just, it's pandemonium. I'm just pumped to see what the week one of the NFL is like. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, <clears throat> week one of the NFL is one of my favorite weeks to bet too, just because of the fact of nobody knows where anybody is. So it's so, right. so it's kind of like, I like to throw a little bit in. I won't bet max bets but i like i like to sprinkle a little bit in there because especially when like you're going to games and like you got something ride on it then you're like even more invested anybody out here that listens that doesn't bet you don't you don't know what it does to you when you're watching the game and you you like got that investment in it too (laughs) there's something about it boy there's something about a sweaty man there's something even if you even if you only throw like five or ten bucks on a game yeah it doesn't matter just like having it a slight vested interest makes a yep. huge difference. Yep. Listen, my uh, my girlfriend bet one her first time she ever bet. Oh, for the Super Bowl, I mean, she almost won. She almost won three hundred bucks. She needed Odell Beckham Jr. to get five more yards receiving. Uh, with the oh, injury. you were, you were talking about you were talking about that's the that's the most I've ever seen her go off my life. She was invested. Uh, invested. <laughs> uh, it'll do it to you. It changes. Just, yeah, you. welcome to bad beats right there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a bad beat. Bad beat. Oh man. Bad beat. All right, so looking at this Tennessee team as we go into the season here. So um, what are some key things for this offense? Give me some key players for this offense that you think are going to be vital to our success this season. I mean, the first one's a bit of a cop-out, but, uh, I mean, the the quarterback is what drives the offense, right? Like, um, as great as Derrick Henry is, and we need him back to what he used to be, or at least, you know, 90% of that. Uh, we saw last year that the offense could still have a run game without him. Like, I, I think the scheme works well, and now we still have Hilliard and Haskins. So I think if if Henry isn't 100%, I think the offense could survive. If Tannehill isn't at his best, then the offense is going to fail, like plain and simple. Um We didn't see the same out of him last year than we had the previous two years. He definitely took right. a dip. A lot of that was like poor offensive line play, um, wide receivers getting hurt, and probably downing taking over for Arthur Smith. Um, so if the Titans really want to like go on a run, they need the Tannehill of 2020 and 2019, not of last year or of the playoff game. Um, so, I, I, and I think a big factor in that is going to be Tim Kelly and what he can bring um, to this passing offense because Downing did a good job, you know designing the run game, but he was just, he didn't know what he was doing. And we saw that in the Cincinnati game was very predictable. The Bengals knew what was coming on two, at least two of those interceptions. They knew where the ball was going to go because Downing runs the same thing over and over. So to bring in Tim Kelly, who's had been the coordinator for top five passing offenses in the past, and, you know, hopefully get more vertical and be more aggressive um, and more creative. I think that's going to be a huge factor. Agree. Agree. Uh, i tell you what, I mean, I think I've said this uh, to a few people. I just, I really would 
think that Tannehill's season this year is going to be an upgrade from last year just because of the sheer fact of it was just a lot of weird, uncharacteristic mistakes that we saw yeah. Ryan Tannehill make last year. I mean, sack fumbles and like just interceptions at weird times, and he's usually pretty smart with the ball. And I know – that there was a lot of pressure on him because of the fact that, uh, I mean, especially after Henry went out to play a little better, but I just feel like if he can just kind of get back to the basics and we can kind of just put the right game plan around the team that we kind of have, I feel like that we can kind of get him back on the right track there. But yeah, uh, I tell you what, we got to, I, I got to see something out of your boy NWI. I'm 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 bullish on him. I think I think he's gonna have he's gonna come out and surprise people. You know I've said this on Twitter. Uh, if you look like a lot a lot of the advanced statistics on him, like he had a pretty good year, all things considered. And yeah. you know I know a lot. I think I think the people the reason why people don't like him is he like is the embodiment of like unfulfilled offense. Because like whenever Julio and AJ were out, that's who was the face of the offense. And so right, like. Right, right. People just have a sour taste in their mouth whenever he's there. But, like, he was second on the team in yards per reception, like over AJ and just behind Julio. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a huge yak guy or make a ton of explosive plays. I think he can be, like, a dependable, like, chain mover type guy. Um, And I think, you know, honestly, if we're looking at the receiving group, that's probably who Tannehill trusts the most, right? He's been with him for two years. Everybody else is new. Um, you know, I guess Racy McMath was last there last year, but he's on the IR right now. So literally every other receiver he's got is brand new. So in terms of like wanting to throw to someone and knowing where he's going to be, I think we're, I think we're going to see a lot of NWI and I hope he gets a little bit of a redemption in the way, you know, Titans fans have ragged on him because he's kind of become a punchline and I get it. He's not, it's hard to get excited over him, but yeah, I mean, yeah. for what he's done as done as an undrafted free agent, it's pretty awesome. So, I'm I'm expecting a lot out of him. And the other guy who I think could end up being um, a big factor is Austin Hooper. Like, I think mm. because he hasn't really played this preseason, we haven't talked about him. Um, but you know, Tannehill in 2020 had about 40. His two top tight ends, Ferkser and Johnny, both had about 40 receptions each. And, you know, it was, there was less receptions to tight ends last year, um, which says a lot considering that the wide receivers were so down. You'd think there'd be more. Um, but Tannehill just couldn't find that guy. And so I think, you know, Hooper, people forget, like, he's, he's still, like, only 28 or so coming off, you know, not too far removed from one of the, like, a top five fantasy tight end season. Um, I, I could see him. I can see it starting out as Tannehill, you know, NWI is going to be his guy. And then as they build up more of that chemistry, he's going to be looking for Hooper on third downs. I would love for us. To, I'd love for us to have a tight end that we can kind of lean on a little bit more because I feel like our offense runs a little bit better when you have that kind of offense. Yeah. And I, I just feel like offenses in general that have really great tight ends tend to do really well. I mean, yeah, it just, I, it opens up the field yeah, and like, let's yeah. do so much more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you just you just look you can just look around the league. I mean, Kelsey, um, with the yeah. Chiefs. I mean, Mark Andrews with the Ravens. Yeah. Um, uh, the kid from here, that's a Buffalo, it's a beast. 
Yeah, yeah. Especially because those guys can maybe not are all excellent blockers, but can hold their own blocking, which is what Austin Correct. Hooper can do. Because like last year, all the tight ends were one or one or the other. Like Ferkser can catch the ball, he can't block to save his life. And you know, Swaim and Pruitt were more blockers who can catch the ball if they need to, but they're not explosive or anything so to have a guy that can block and catch the ball just lets you put him in different formations and the offense you know can be more varied so I think he's gonna he's gonna make a big difference so I'm excited to see what we got out of him true true um so your personal MVP on this team whenever you look at the end of the season and you're like hey this is my guy that I think when we get on this podcast on week 17, we're like, hey, like this this was a guy that really stepped up this year and was vital. I think I'm going to have to go with Jeff Simmons. Um, you know, the offense is going to have some question marks. I think they'll be able to figure it out, but the early going is going to be a little rocky. And so with Harold Landry out, that's kind of was like the last piece – you know, the, the defense was supposed to be awesome and what they're going to lean on this year. Losing Landry kind of puts a dent in that. So someone's going to have to step up and fill that void. And, you know, like Weaver and Autry and those guys can do that to a degree. But I think it puts even more importance on Simmons just being an absolute game wrecker. Um, and, you know, he's taken those steps each year. And so last year was the first year that you started seeing like national people talk about him. Right. Um, still not cracking everybody's like top three defensive linemen. And I think he noticed that because he didn't get, you know, elected to the Pro Bowl initially. Um, and, you know, he, he made some kind of chip on the shoulder type comments there. So I'm, I'm hoping this next year he just takes an even bigger leap, you know, gets keeps in the double digit sacks, drawing double teams, letting other people make plays. Right. Um, so I think that's that I think, you know, on the offensive side, you know, Henry and Tannehill will do their thing. But um, I really think the defense is going to need to be the steady presence this year, and I think a lot of that is going to fall on Simmons. Yeah. So what about you? I definitely can see that. Um, man, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to sound like a broken record here. I'm just going to go with Henry and say that. Yeah, he's you coming. can't go wrong with that one, he's right? Got, like, he's got. He's got to be safe pick. It's going to be the comeback player of the year for me, man. Like yeah. I don't like. It's just the. I tell you. I'm doing it more out of spite of the people that keep like for some reason. I'm watching Good Morning Football, which I usually don't watch because my girl Kay Adams is gone now. But uh, I'm watching and I'm like, they're picking their MVPs and they're they're all over Jonathan Taylor. And then I also got these friends of mine that I'm like, I like, you know, I got some friends of mine. They they made like a little sports phase that they got like on Facebook. They like do their little bow predictions for the year and it's like mm-hmm. it's like oh like Jonathan Taylor will uh he's like uh, no it was like the coach will will come in here against Tennessee and Derek Henry won't rush over 100 yards in either one of the games I'm like it's like I, I, it's like they've forgotten who he is <laughs> and that yeah. and I think that that's what irritate me the most and it's getting me to the point to where like I think it's time for him to really show him who he is like they, we just forgot yep like, like, well and, and everybody's so quick to shoot down running backs now which is fair like if you look at the the history of running backs when they get to be a certain age and have injuries like realistically it's all downhill from here right so 
I think people are already assuming that's the case, especially because the last game we saw him, like he was not himself in the Bengals game. That's not the Henry we were used to seeing. He he hadn't got his legs back under him yet. Um, So I think everybody assumes, oh, this is who we're going to see for this year too. But, you know, on the flip side, like if his foot's good to go, he basically has had a year of rest. Um, And so he looks even bigger than he used to. And so he's got the hair down. He's not messing around this time. So, you know, I, I think if anybody can go against the trends of like running back decline, it could be Henry just because you know, of how much of a freak he is. So, you know how hard it is to tackle a running back with braids? I'm just saying. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not even trying to stereotype, but I want to look, look at the history of, I don't look at Steven Jackson. Yeah. Like, when Edron James had the little braids, he was hard. I mean, they're like these, yeah. so many, there's just so many running backs. Ricky with, Williams back Ricky in the Williams. day. Like yeah. there's so many running backs with braids that are just hard to braid down. And I know, I know, Titan fans are just like, oh my god, we missed the old hair. And let me tell you, as an African American man, I don't know how he was able to even maintain that hairstyle that long without his hair just dying. Because that that is not easy to be able to get that redone often. It is that it was. I don't know how he kept that. Whatever the hell that was. But I mean, he's had that since Alabama, right? He yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a long time. Yeah. Like so maybe I, maybe that's representative of like new beginnings and you know new year. He's he's ready to bounce back. So yeah, I would love nothing more than for him to shut these people up because his decline. I don't, you know, a lot of people are, I saw someone today, Joe Goodberry, who, you know, um, is a Bengals guy, you know, I normally, you know, respect a lot of his opinions. He did his AFC power rankings and had the Titans 12th below the Jags and the Jets. And I'm like, you know, I can get being skeptical of the, of the Titans. Like they have a lot of question marks on offense. Um, but I would say like at the least you got to put him like the eight to 10 range in the AFC right. 12th. And a lot of that is built, like a lot of the skepticism is built on like Henry just declining. And it's just like, all right, I get historically, yes, that's the case, but he's a, di- he's a different guy. Like I, I, I think he, he could surprise some people here. So I'm hoping, you know, we get him back and he runs for 2K and shuts everybody up. That would be the ideal situation. It would be very ideal. Uh, what do you think we got to do? What, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, especially with, like, these young wide receivers, like, we need Henry to be good. Oh, yeah. Go. Like, oh, yeah. those guys are going to need some time, and Tannehill's going to need to build a relationship. So, like, these first few weeks, we need Henry back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talk about the Giants come in here, and I know we haven't really spoke on it, but speaking of – and this also has to do with the comeback player of the year because, I, I like, it's got balled up to me not too long ago, and I, I can't – I almost forgot his name, but – yeah, Saquon Barkley coming back in here. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I get that the injuries are a concern, um, but he's been so good when he's healthy. Man. So, like, uh, just in the fantasy drafts I've been doing, you know, McCaffrey's still going top three, even Crazy. though he's older and more injured. And now you see Saquon has dropped a bunch, maybe because he, he hasn't, you know, seen the highs that McCaffrey has, but he's been a good value pick in a lot of these drafts that I've been doing. Um, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be productive. And I think their offensive line is a little bit better. So I, I could see, especially because 
I know you're going to the game too, and I'm a little bit bummed that it's supposed to be rainy on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I can see this being a run-heavy game just because, you know, Danny Dimes still getting used to the offense. I saw, like, rumors early on, like, a chance that um, uh, Tyrod Taylor could beat him out for the starting position. And he didn't do that, I think, because they, they have to see what they've still gotten Danny in the new offense, and Tyrod got hurt. But he, he hasn't been looking good in practice, so he's struggling. Um, their wide receiver situation, they have a lot of young guys too. So I could see this being a rainy sludgy game which is the perfect for, for the titans you know as oh, opposed no. to like a perfect sunny day where kyler just tore us up last year i'll take right. i'll take the grime and henry versake one grinding it out yeah, um, give it a, give it a slot but oh. the titans have usually been good against the run um so I, I would be i would feel pretty comfortable um defending saquon but yeah i think he's definitely a guy you can't forget about especially if he gets out in space he's just so so big and so fast, um, you know, get a taste of our own Henry medicine. If he gets out into the secondary, they still got that. They still got that kid. I like a lot from last year, that rookie, that receiver too. I think. Tony? They, they, yeah. They were having some issues with him though. Right. They were like, um, supposedly going to looking into trading him, but he's still there. Him, him and Wandale Robinson, the rookie, I think when they get up to speed, in this offense, they could be dangerous because both those guys are explosive. So, again, a, a slower, rainy game might be good. And, like, that would have been their one chance is, you know, to get a couple big plays out of those guys um, in Saquon. So, hopefully the rain slows them down. Um, Kenny Galladay, like the forgotten $20 million man. I don't know if you've seen any clips out of uh, the preseason, but he's, like, half-assing all the drills he was in the preseason game and not even blocking and supposedly they like they wanted to get rid of him but he's got a 20 million dollar cap hit they can't get rid of so he's just kind of (laughs) like hanging out until they can cut him next year basically so yeah that's that's if the giants are gonna win i think saquon's gonna have to go off and they're gonna have to get a couple big chunk plays from um tony or or wandale so We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Tony's just extremely dangerous after he catches the ball. I just, yeah. I mean, he, he's a yak guy. So, I mean, yeah. he, if we, he gets on a secondary and our guys get, and our guys get the like bad tackling, then we'll get, we'll get roasted. I promise you. Um, yeah. So we got to watch out for that. Um, I'm trying to see where I was trying to lead from that. Uh, yeah, that's what I was trying to get into. So, yeah, we were talking about, I guess we were kind of already getting into it. We were talking about keys and, and, to win this game, obviously stopping Shaquan is one that I don't think that a lot of people would bring up, uh, but it's big for me. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, stopping those, stopping any chunk plays from Danny Dom. I, I would probably say for me, if we can get pressure on Danny though, then yeah. forcing turn, for, we can force a couple of turnovers in this game. And I think yeah. if, force, if we force Danny into maybe uh, one, one interception, it would put us in a great position. Two interceptions, I think we win the game for sure. Yeah, no, I, and that's the only way – I'll say that's – on the flip side, that's the only way we lose this game is, you know, we're, we're the home team, we're more experienced, uh, a veteran coaching staff. The only way you really lose these kind of games is if you lose the turnover battle. So can't put the ball on the ground, can't have any dumb picks, got to be safe with it. Um, and, yeah, getting a couple turnovers on the other side. We should get a, at least one interception out of Danny Dimes, you know. Man. Um, especially, especially if it's wet out, you know, a strip sack or something. So, 
and, and, you know, we talked about who could be the MVP and I talked about Simmons. We really need to see more. I, I've gone on record saying that, you know, I wasn't super pumped about the Bud Dupree signing. I thought there were better edge guys out there. And he didn't super impress me last year. You know, only had, what, three or four sacks? Um, he may, he, he like, the team was obviously better when he was on the field, but he's got a $19 million cap hit this year. You know, it's not, hey, everybody is better when you're around him when he's out there. Like, this is, no, you're a top 10 paid defensive player in all the league this year. Like, you need to be taking over games, especially with Landry out. So, this is what he's getting paid to do. You know, we're talking about turnovers. Like, I want to see him get into the quarterback, him and him and Simmons teaming up uh, with Autry and, and you know, keep up that pressure that made that defense so good. Because I do think the secondary will be better this year uh, with McCreary in the mix uh, and Farley back. So putting pressure on the QB, forced turnovers, that's going to be key. Yeah. Well, uh, now that we're at this point of the podcast, let's – Let's see score prediction from Nick. What do you have? Oh, like I said, I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game. Um, I'll go 24 14 Titans. No, 24 17. I'll just say they get a field goal on there. So, seven with seven point seven. I think the, the line's like five and a half. I think so. Five and a half, which means I'll get, which means if I bet on it, I'll get screwed, which means it'll be what, 21 17. <laughs> I like how that's how you formulate your scores. <laughs> if I were to bet on this, how would I get screwed? That's probably a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, they'll do it. I'm, I'm telling you, it happens to me every every time it happens to me. Uh, yeah, 21 17. That's what I'm going to go. That's it. No, we're going to kick a field goal in here somewhere. We can't score every time. Yeah. Um, let me see. Mm. I'll stick with that. I'll go 21-17. 21-17. I think that's good. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I hope the Titans can put up, you know, more than 21 or 24 like we've predicted. Um, their two starting edges might not play, which will be huge, especially. Think, they were they practiced, though. Yeah, they practice, but I think the coach still said they're a long shot to play. So even if even if they're out there, they're not going to be 100%, which I think, you know, we're talking about X factors. Probably, arguably, the, the biggest X factor for this season is going to be NPF at right tackle. Like, this offensive line, you know, we're talking about Tannehill and, and Henry and how they need to have big seasons. It's not going to happen if their offensive line is terrible. So Brewer... You know, he's a little bit of a wild card as well, but we've seen that he at least knows the offense. So NPF, if he can be great this year, then I think that the the possibilities for this team shoots up. So he gets a little bit of a break, either not facing a starter or facing a starter who's a little banged up. So hopefully, you know, he doesn't get Tannehill killed in week one. Um, that would That would really put uh, – deflate our hopes for the season so uh yeah npf let's hope he has a big game because if if he goes out there and gives up three sacks it's gonna be pretty dire yeah, yeah our o-line's gotta be our o-line's gotta be solid we need it we need we need Tannehill gotta have time we, i don't want to hear that well that pass wasn't Tannehill's fault he didn't have time back there we can't have a lot of that going on like we did last year yeah do you remember how much of a beating he took i feel like when we did this pod last year like 
every week we're like, I can't believe he hasn't gotten hurt because he yeah. was just, like not only taking sacks, just getting like demolished. Right. Smash. Yeah. So and that probably you know that could have contributed to his struggles. Like once yeah. you you know you lose faith in your offensive line, you get a little bit of the yips. So yeah, yeah. He's yeah, looked good a, in preseason, so hopefully, you know, we don't yeah. see a, a, a week one like last last year. That was yeah. – oh, they lost, lost by 25, I think. It got smacked, man. Yeah, that was yeah. brutal. So We're going we're gonna to get after it, though. I feel like we're going to be all right. I, they, I don't think they want the same letdown as they had last year, and I feel like they'll come in this game with a little more focus. Everyone's kind of ready to go. I feel yeah, like. he, he's always good when they have a big break. Mm-hmm. Um, but, wait, we, we talked about this week. What is your – overall record prediction for the Titans this year. Mm. I would say 10 and six, no, 10 and seven, 10 and seven. I was, uh, I think that's where I'm, I think that's where I'm at too. As I was like looking through the, the schedule and like, I bet we win. I bet we go like, Three and two in the AFC South. I bet we split with the Colts and drop one dumb one to the Jags or Texans. You put, probably, probably the Jags. Probably the Jags this year. I think probably the Jags. The Jags yeah. I think, the, I think the Jags. The Jags might. The Jags might get. They could one. be sneak. They could be sneaky. Yeah. They might. Having they might a, get. They might get having one. Having a competent coach could go a long way. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think go three and two there, and. uh I was just looking. It's a it's a tough schedule. That's the bad thing about getting the first seed. You got to play a lot of good teams next year. So yeah. it's yeah. going to be a lot of like probably beat some of the teams we're not you know beat the Chiefs, beat the Packers, and lose to the Raiders type of deal. So, um, but I yeah, I'm, I, I'm going ten and seven as well. And let's just hope the Colts Colts finish at uh, nine and eight because wow. I think. I think it's going to be tough to make it as a wild card with how good like the AFC West is and everything. Crazy. Crazy how good that that division is, man. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for Sunday. It's going to be it's going to be good. This season this whole season is going to be good. I'm good to oh, see yeah. all the storylines kind of unfold. We'll have plenty yeah. of stories that we're going to get into. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, I know that everybody that hears this is excited. If you're at the game on at the game on Sunday, it might get a little wet as Nick said, so make sure you're ready for that. But still, be loud. Get ready to see Derek, the return of the king. It's gonna. I mean, it'll be it'll be a wild, wild ride. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. Hit us up if you're there. We'll, we'll, we're both gonna be at the game, so I'm gonna be getting yeah, my yeah. beer my beer poncho on, getting ready oh, for the rain. So best believe. Best believe. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely still be lubricated. I don't care if it's raining <laughs> or not. But yeah, guys. Anyway, you uh, listen to podcasts. Be sure you uh, give us a listen, subscribe, hit that five star review. Uh, you also can leave us any kind of DMs with any questions you might have for the podcast. Uh, you can hit us on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Or you can hit me and Nick personally, of course. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped. I know everybody here is. It's here. It's time to tighten up. I uh, I had something else that I really wanted to say to everybody before I left, though. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we left. All right, yeah. So with, with Rabel coming off his coach of the year uh, performance, and I seen this, I seen, I did see that even if Rabel's bringing it back a roster that may not be able to perform like last year, may not be as talented on paper because of his 
background because of how he's taken over as kind of like that villainous role, kind of like that Belichickian kind of style that he has. He may be able, we may be able to actually sneak and get a couple wins in there that mo- that don't look like wins on the schedule because of the fact that he may be able to outcoach some of these other coaches that are out here right now too. I mean, he does it. He does it every year, right? Um, we we when Henry went went down, we expected them to lose a bunch of games, and they kept squeaking them out, even though we'd have games where you know Julio or AJ wouldn't really play. So I'm at the point where you you got you can't doubt Rabel. He's always going to have his team in it somehow. Um, the the flip side of that is. I say this every year. My rule for the Titans is they always perform opposite to expectations. Right. And so when they're they got the backs against the wall, they play the best. When it's like, oh, we, you know, this is this should be an easy win. We lose to the Jets. So that's the only thing that has me a little hesitant with the Giants because this does seem like all right, well, this is an easy win. Um, and so it feels like one that this with the Titans will lose. I'm not. I'm not taking Titans. You know, minus five and a half. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I probably, I probably will. I'm not gonna lie to you. I probably. I can see him winning by like a field goal. Or I don't think it's an easy win at all, but I probably will still bet. I might try to, I might try to t- find a way to get some kind of money line bet in there with some parlay something. I do something with the game, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely. If if any, yeah, don't take the Titans minus five and a half. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This. I mean, the season's going to be a roller coaster. It is every year, so we just got to strap in, get ready. Uh, I feel like a, a kid on Christmas here. It's you know, it's like you said, it's finally here. We made it. Still hasn't fully down, dawned on me, but when it when that Rams uh, Rams Bills game kicks off tomorrow, I'm just going to have a big ass smile on my face. Like, it's on, baby. It's on. Yeah. It's on, baby. <laughs> we made it. We made it. NFL season, guys. Everybody enjoy it. Tighten up as always. And until next time. I know.